welcome back to episode three of the Nuts and Bolts course design podcast. In today's episode, we'll explore how you can develop learning activities to assist students in meeting the learning outcomes. These ideas are called instructional strategies. There are many instructional strategies out there, varying in length from a few minutes to an entire semester. We're now going to explore a few that USF faculty keep talking about. The three instructional strategies we're going to look at are flipped learning, inquiry-based learning, and team-based learning. To start with, let's explore flipped learning. The reason why this is called the flipped learning strategy is because this strategy inverts the typical cycle of content acquisition and application so that students gain the content independently before class through homework, and during class, the instructor guides students to actively apply and build upon that knowledge. This method is beneficial for instructors because it allows you to change how you teach, usually going from a lecture-based method in which students are mostly listening and occasionally directing questions to you, to a guidance role where students ask each other questions and the instructor provides support when needed. To do this, students are assigned to watch many lectures prepared by the instructor, either audio or video recordings with podcasts, screencasts, or PowerPoint presentations. The students then complete some form of formative assessment, like using a graphic organizer to take notes. During class, students come prepared to have already watched the lectures. From this, you have a quick review of the main concepts to help you assess students' strengths and weaknesses with the content. Now, what do you do with the rest of your class time? You have many options at this point. You can have students further expand on their understanding of the content and create a case study that explores the concepts from the lecture. Or, students could complete an independent class assignment that requires them to use the content that they have learned. The sky's the limit with different activities that students can do to expand their knowledge. The next strategy we're going to cover is called inquiry-based learning. In this strategy, the class is focused on questioning, exploring, and discovering instead of memorizing and drilling knowledge. The students learn through generating questions and exploring concepts from the course curriculum with the instructor's guidance. This method of learning leverages students' personal interests and background knowledge through allowing them to choose their own questions to solve. Because this method emphasizes student autonomy, many faculty start the semester by creating learning contracts to set expectations early on and give students guidance to identify the quality of the inquiry-based questions. During the class session, the students spend their time on activities like problem-based learning and discussing how to evaluate information they might need to answer their own questions. In addition to your course learning objectives, this model helps students take ownership of their own learning, find information that they need, and analyze information to support their own points. Similar to this role of the instructor in a flipped class, the instructor's role changes. In this model, instructors work more as co-creators of knowledge. And the last strategy we're going to discuss is called team-based learning. In team-based learning, students are members of a structured, permanent, small group. The students have been grouped together strategically based on their background skills. 
Usually the instructor sequences each class session using the readiness assurance process to ensure that all group members are accountable individually and to their groups. This process starts with each student preparing for the class, usually reading articles, watching video clips, or listening to podcasts. During class, various activities will take place to ensure that students not only did the homework, but also have a firm grasp on what they completed for homework. Class starts with an individual readiness assurance test, which usually is a short, multiple-choice quiz based on the homework that they have prepared. These quiz grades are tallied into their individual grade for the project or class. In the next activity, students get into their groups and complete the same quiz again together. They need to collectively decide on the correct answers and reach a consensus on a single answer for each test item. After each group submits their test, the teacher assesses the tests to see what gaps lie in their knowledge. The instructor gives many impromptu lectures based on what the class needs. Once this process is completed, students have a firm understanding of the fundamentals and are then ready to further engage with the content. The instructor gives them problems to solve, cases to evaluate, and scenarios to challenge their understanding of the content. For example, the instructor could give each team a problem-based scenario that relates to the course material and ask students to determine what should happen next. After they discuss, students can present their scenario and their conclusion. This can also bring up a class discussion around the concepts covered. The last thing students do in class is evaluate their team members' performance. This is important for you to have so you're able to evaluate the students' group work. You can give students simple yes or no questions for this, or even a Likert scale would work. This should be relatively simple to complete since you only need a snapshot of what the students were thinking during the group work. We've just explored three strategies, flipped, team-based, and inquiry-based learning that can help you promote student-centered learning. However, don't let these ideas restrict the possibilities of what can be done. There are many strategies and blends of strategies that can work well depending on your course content. In the next and last podcast episode, we will explore the three functions of a syllabus, inviting students to the class, learning the course outcomes, and map out the type of interaction and participation they should expect. See you soon.